This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Happy Monday and welcome back to the WellMed. Guys, this is big. I know so many big things have happened this year with the WOMED, but Patreon is finally live. Head to patreon.com slash the WOMED. You'll find two subscription tiers. The WOMED tier is $3 a month, and that will get you early access to episodes, ad-free episodes, early access to merch, and exclusive voting power. The NDE tier is $5 a month, and that gets you everything from the WOMED tier, plus fan requests, and a monthly live Q&A with me. And there, you can ask me all of your questions. Nothing is off limits. And as an added incentive, we will pick five people who leave a five-star review of the WOMED after joining Patreon to receive a special WOMED Tumblr as a gift. Just make sure you put that you just signed up for Patreon in the review. I'm going to send you a WOMED Tumblr as a thank you. Some of y'all might wonder, why a subscription-based platform? Well, A, honestly, I'm not made of money, and B, podcasts don't run for free. I have an incredible team of people just as passionate about the WOMED as I am working on it throughout the week. Honestly, it wouldn't happen without them, and I would really like to pay them. (laughs) So, Also, if you haven't checked out the new WOMED merch, head to the WOMED Instagram or becomeunlocked.com and check out the necklaces that I designed. Unlocked is a beautiful company local to my home in Nashville, and every piece is made by a woman transitioning out of homelessness using recycled materials to bring you jewelry that's better for people and the planet. It felt like fate, honestly. I couldn't imagine a more perfect fit for the WOMED. And one of the women working there actually just finished school and is leaving to work in home health. So this program that they've got working is just really beautiful. They're just doing such great things in Nashville, y'all. You've by now seen the designs. There are two necklaces. One is a symbol for female and the other is a tag that also has a symbol for female stamped into the corner. They are beautiful, delicate pieces that you can even wear together as like a layered unit. They are on different length chains. So kind of did that on purpose. All right, enough of the housekeeping stuff. Y'all, I got to have a really fun and mind-blowing combo today with Beatrice Gomez, a travel nurse who literally contains a multitude of stories and experiences. She is a really rad chick and you are going to love her. All right, time for that nursey energy. And this week's NDE moment comes from Magdalena. She is a nurse who uh, recently moved here from Poland. Magdalena needs some nursey energy actually sent her way too. So I'm hoping that when you guys listen, put a thought out there to send some strength and good luck her way. She writes in, I really want to share a nursey energy moment, but I feel like I need some sent my way. I'm a nurse. I'm from Poland. My hospital is sponsoring me for my permanent work visa. I'm currently not working, just waiting for part of my paperwork to arrive. Until July, I was working on a COVID unit, and now I just sit and wait. I'm a nurse during a pandemic who sits and watches everything from the safety of my home. 
After six months of waiting, it's getting very depressing and sad that I can't work among the rest of my colleagues. On top of the wait, there are huge delays happening within immigration offices, which doesn't help my case at all. I'm ready to get back to work so bad. I am so, so ready to get back to school to advance my nursing degree. I don't want to be all bummer, though. I want to share a great moment for my nursing friend, Jess, who just secured her dream job in the NICU. She worked on a med surge floor as well as I was, and now she is where she always wanted to be. These messages really mean a lot. And I'm, I'm putting this out there in hopes that I can get someone on to speak into this, but I would love to get an immigration expert on the pod, someone who specifically helps nurses get the paperwork and things they need set up to practice internationally. Is that a job? I'm not sure if that's a job, but that has to exist, right? If you know of anyone, shoot me a DM on the WellMed because I think that just would be a really fascinating topic to look into, especially for U.S. nurses looking to work abroad and vice versa, because I know that there are a ton of people that are trying to, you know, work here as well. Okay, now let's dig into the episode with Beatrice. Beatrice, welcome to the WOMED. Thank you so much for having me here, and I'm excited to be here. So how are you? Do you did you work this weekend? Did you do anything fun? I'm good. I did just get off a shift number five, and I did go back tonight. So currently on a travel assignment and working six days a week. So nothing fun over the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I can't. I... I think I had to do like six shifts in a row once. Is mm-hmm. that doing like 12 hour nights or? Yes, it's 12 hour um, twelve hour shifts and it's six nights in a row with one day off, which is tomorrow. Oh my God, I hurt so badly for you right now. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like after the third shift when like you knew you had to come back for a fourth, that was like, that was the hardest hump to get over for me. Right. So maybe yeah. it's just like, it's just that's just how it is now (laughs) it's so crazy because like it's because I'm on a crisis assignment and that's pretty much what they're requiring um Mm -hmm. and they do like four warners and of course like I was all up for it so I came but I remember being a staff nurse and I worked my first six shifts in a row and I told myself never again and if I had to do it it would be like I don't know maybe once a month Mm-hmm. And now here I'm doing it like I'm going on my I think it's fourth week now and it's like a routine now. <laughs> yeah. How many days off do you get in between stretches? So it's just one day off a week. Um, And you really like the crisis assignments, they run as long as they need you, like or if you want to leave early on. My previous assignment was about three months and a half working, you know, six days straight. But it's really like they give us a minimum of at least like two weeks or a month before we can like decide to go back home. But yeah, oh, neat. this requires six days a week. Yeah, I think that has a lot to do with like how I'm able to do it over here because I'm currently not home. I'm in Texas right now. Um, we're staying in a hotel. And because I don't have to worry about like, oh, I've got to cook tonight or I've got to clean tonight. I literally mm-hmm. just work and sleep, work and sleep. So I think a lot of that helps with me being able to like, you know, perform effectively like six days straight for 12 hour shift. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I guess it's just, do they have you at least set up in 
you know, like an extended stay where you have a kitchenette or like you can cook for yourself or are you just having to like Postmates this thing? <laughs> I wish. No, my friends, I will say my friends got lucky enough to get one of those rooms with like the whole like living room and the kitchen and the fridge and everything. I haven't gotten that lucky. So I have been using DoorDash, Uber Eats, Postmates. I've learned about new ones. Like um, in Texas, there's this one popular called Favor. And there's another one called Waiter. So yeah, I have been very unhealthy <laughs> and eating out like every day. It's it's difficult. Oh my gosh. I can't imagine. Do they, do you have like a stipend for food then too? Because I know you have... I mean, obviously they're putting you up in a hotel. So there's your, mm-hmm. like most travel assignments, they pay for your like housing. But mm-hmm. since you're not in a place where you can actually cook for yourself, I'm just curious about how they take care of you that way. So they give us like a $50 uh, meal voucher every day for everyday use. But um, it just gets added on to like our paycheck or our weekly paycheck. So it's not like they they like hand you the $50 or like the check or whatever. They just include it for your payday. Um, okay. And you kind of just, you know, use that for your daily meals. Wow. <laughs> this is so crazy. Yeah. And it's and I like to tell um, a lot of like my my friends that it's not a typical, you know, travel assignment. I, I like to like um, emphasize that it's a crisis assignment because they're like, different in several ways yeah yeah so how is when did you start travel nursing I started I want to say August it's been I think it's almost going to be a year I kind of lost track but this is my third crisis assignment um and I was a staff nurse before this okay so you just started doing travel nursing during a pandemic basically Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you just jumped right into it. You don't have anything to compare it to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I was like, because a lot of my travel nurse friends, they tell me, you know, it's typically not this way because, you know, it was so crazy how it started. I was at home one day and I talked to my fiance about like, you know, I want to look into travel nursing some sometime down the future you know and he was like okay you know it'd be cool so one day I just decided to call to this like crisis agency and I got in and I called my fiance he was at work and I was like hey I'm going to Miami tomorrow that was where my first um contract was and I've got to leave tonight I have to be there by 10 p.m and he's like wait what what's happening (laughs) oh no like I just jumped on it yeah just a sec guys we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back Well, last year was certainly one for the books, but I think it's really made us focus on our own mental health. Now, I am a big fan and user of BetterHelp, and I love how accessible they make mental health care. BetterHelp will assess your personal needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can have your sessions safely from the comfort and privacy of your own home from your own couch. When you sign up, you can start connecting with your therapist in less than 48 hours. Now, this isn't a crisis line. This is an active step in not making excuses and prioritizing your mental health. BetterHelp has therapists that specialize in anxiety, depression, relationship and family issues, LGBTQI matters, sleep, and anger problems. They can speak into so many things. BetterHelp is actually available worldwide 
And if you don't quite mesh with your therapist, it's easy to switch and find someone you feel more comfortable with, which is so important in your mental health journey. And it's actually more affordable than traditional offline counseling. And they offer financial aid. This is so valuable. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are actively recruiting counselors in all 50 states. I want you to start living a healthier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com womed. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, that's H-E-L-P dot com slash WOMED. And now back to the show. What were you most shocked by and what have you learned to look for in your next like crisis travel nursing assignments? So like I mentioned, like it's really different to like your typical travel assignment. So these like crisis assignments, you don't typically like say, hey, I want to work night shift. I want uh, to work like a block schedule or, hey, I want to go to this state. You really just go where the crisis is needed. So like right now I'm in Texas and um, the help is really, really needed. They also have, I think, California is spiking up again. So they have a Mm -hmm. lot of crisis assignments that way. And basically, they give you, you know, like, this is what we need from you. We need you to be flexible. We need you to arrive tomorrow. We need you to, you know, pack your six set of scrubs. We need you to um, be prepared to work six days a week. Like, they tell you what it is they're looking for. And mm-hmm. if you're up to, you know, the challenge, then they welcome you in, if, you know, if you get on. And it's basically, it's that's why I say it's different from a travel assignment, because you don't know ahead of time. I know like with your typical travel assignment, you can probably prepare, I want to say for like, I don't know, a week in advance maybe, or like a month if you know like, hey, I'm going to go to this certain state and work for this amount of weeks. But this is like different. Okay, so it's not like a typical three-month assignment then? You can extend no. it? Or yes, some the agency I'm currently working with, they are it's indefinite. So until you know they no longer need you. I know I have friends here who have been working six months straight, um six days a week. Yes. It's crazy. I'm like, how are you guys doing it? Because after my three and a half, um, I went home for like the week of Christmas. So this typical agency I'm with actually doesn't have you sign like a contract. And you're able to go home, like, I think it's like two weeks or 28 weeks after you've been here. And really, like, you just go home when you feel like going home after you've met the minimum requirement. So I think yeah. that's been, like, the most shocking for me has been just how fast-paced the transition has been and, like, how you've got to, like, be ready to go. Um, during one of my, like, previous assignments, I was moved from hotel, like, six different times. And it's, like, you really have to be on your feet, ready to go and flexible. Oh my God. Yeah. I can't (laughs) fathom that right now. I feel like I could have done that in my early 20s, you know, like, (laughs) well, not like too early 20s because I, I mean, I still would have had to, I started nursing when I was 21, you know, a little baby and it took a minute to get not like, like comfortable and, yeah, yeah not that I was like freaking out every time I had to go into work like oh my god I have to do what today <laughs> but I could have done that in like the you know when I was like 23 to like mm-hmm. maybe 27 
<laughs> oh, no, well, I'm 27 now, so <laughs> you. I'm sure you could have done it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, it's been crazy. Just living out of a suitcase. I mean, like, a. I my cat is like my emotional support animal, so I wouldn't be able to go and like do that without her. Oh my god! Speaking of, like, I left a month after my fiance and I decided to get um, our first puppy, a golden retriever, and I just oh. bounced. I felt terrible. Yeah. So, like, I want to just be like, shout out to you because he has been like raising the puppy. He's been doing amazing, and. The fact that I just threw this on his lap, you know, and he's been like, Henry is such a planner. And I am like, I love the adrenaline rush. I am impulsive. Like, Mm -hmm. this is like, I'm loving this. And he's like, what are you doing? Like, how are you living like this? Are you crazy? (laughs) But it's been experience. Oh, my gosh. Has that put much of a much of a strain on on your relationship at all? Or is it like you're just planning on doing this for you know the pandemic and then gonna go back and you know find a full-time job again or like what's your what's your thought process here I get that question a lot (laughs) and um, you're probably tired of answering it in your dms I'm sorry (laughs) no it's fine um so really I will say like Kenny has been adapting a lot better so like for example um I'm about to leave I think I have four shifts left and I'm heading back home and my plan really is to work like four weeks straight go home for four weeks and come back out four weeks I don't think it's so difficult I don't foresee myself going back to being a staff nurse anytime soon it's, it's just hard now that I've had this experience I love the flexibility I love the, yeah. the money I love the freedom <laughs> It's That's like, amazing. Yeah. And and I love change. Actually, I was like thinking to myself the other day, like I've been an RN for two years. I was an LPN for five years. And literally every year I switch my, my specialty or something because I don't know, I guess I really love change and I get bored easily. So this is like perfect for me. Beatrice, I love you. You're just like speaking <laughs> to... A lot of nurses everywhere. I've I, like me personally. I've been feeling like I'm I'm kind of like bouncing around from thing to thing. Like I mm-hmm. left the NICU. I took a year off. I started a podcast. I went back to work in a totally different environment. Now I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know. Like I don't know where I fit. <laughs> that's what's so cool about nursing. Right. That you yeah. Have that opportunity. Like there's so many different avenues to explore. Like you were like okay. that's the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, before we jump into like I, I want to talk about all the years that you were in LPN too, because we've actually I've never featured an LPN on here. And that's totally my bad. I need to do that. <laughs> but everyone wants to know what the crisis pay and stuff is like working in these situations. Yes, they want the tea, huh? Yeah. <laughs> because I mean um, I want I the tea I'm like well maybe I could do like a four-week stint somewhere nutty you're only comfortable thank you you know that. <laughs> yeah it's crazy like I've had when I tell you I have encouraged so many like well I don't want to say that I I want to make everyone a travelers but I have encouraged like my friends to come out and do it just because this is li- literally like life-changing mm-hmm. the pay range is really it can be like as low as a hundred if you want to call that low 
and like <laughs> as high as like 181 maybe more depending the rates are going up yes an hour the 181 is like more like the overtime hour but it really does range and the and the um prices are just going up like i saw one for california the other day i think it's 130 an hour regular time and then it raises uh, it increases for like overtime Oh my it's, god! It's, it's mind blowing. Yeah, when I tell you, I have like quadrupled my yearly like my yearly income just within I don't know like three six months. Like it's crazy. And that's like what you're actually taking home. That's not taking like the housing expenses or you know travel or like food stuff out of that. Um, I will say like for some of my contract, I've been exempt. So I still like that's before taxes for some of it, but mm-hmm. it's still like really mind blowing. I was talking to my friend last night and we were all talking about, you know, tax season's coming up and how hard we're going to get hit, especially me that I don't have any kids. And um, mm-hmm. we were talking about how some of my friends like try to talk me down about like, you shouldn't like keep making so much because, you know, this, this amount is going to come out. But she explained it to me. She's like, would you rather, for example, would you rather make 100K one year and pay back, I don't know, let's say 10,000? Or would you ma- rather make uh, 45,000 a year with your staff job and then pay back, I don't know, 300? Like you're still pocketing 90,000 or more. Like, yeah. like there's no way you're losing. Yeah, right. It's crazy. Right. So I don't know if you, do you follow Sarah Gaines at all? Yes, I do. Uh huh. She's got the travel nurse course. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. She's phenomenal. I feel like she always, like, her content is so good and she, like, warns people, like, about these different situations Mm -hmm. and, like, how to make the most out of, you know, your experience and stuff. And, and do Mm -hmm. you, is that kind of, I mean, you have a ton of followers. Is that something that you're trying to do too? Or, not necessarily. Um, I would say like I I basically want to document my journey. I want people to mm-hmm. know out there that there's so many like the possibilities in nursing are endless. So I document everything from like when I was an LPN to becoming an RN and then becoming like a newer nurse, going to cardiac, now doing COVID crisis. Like I want them to see like you're not stuck in one place, you know? That's so cool. Yeah, and after like traveling. Yeah, I thought about, um, I don't know, maybe teaching, like maybe like becoming a clinical instructor. I just, like mm-hmm. I mentioned, I love change. And I, that's why like um, recently I made a post about how I don't really want to like push travel nursing into you guys. I just want you guys to see that the goals, that they're reachable, like you can achieve this, whatever it is that your heart desires the most. I just go mm-hmm. for it because I contemplated the, the idea of traveling for about three months. And I wish I would have done it sooner, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, people can make a really great, solid living off of doing that. Like, a lot of money off of doing travel nursing. Yes, even if it's not even, like, a crisis assignment. Like, you're Mm -hmm. still making more than your typical staff nurse with, like, your your usual travel assignments, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Well, and here's another question though. Granted, you're you're working in like on like COVID units and like crisis in a crisis situation, mm-hmm. but do you feel like like the like the workload is 
pretty well shared or do you feel like because you're the traveler and they know that Mm -hmm. you know other nurses on the floors know that you're making you know more money than them do you feel like Mm -hmm. you've ever gotten like the real crap assignments or or is everyone like pretty much like let's just get through this together and like thank you for being here Mm -hmm. I'm so glad you asked this question because this is one that I also like concerns so many nurses that are like looking into traveling because you hear the horror stories Mm -hmm. about I got like the worst patient assignments and like these nurses are so mean to me Mm -hmm. and to be honest I I don't know if I just got lucky but my experiences here have been like the absolute best when I tell you it's a struggle for me to decide to go home. <laughs> like I know I have my fiance <laughs> at home, my puppies at home. I've got to get back to my life. But I love it here and very welcoming. Um, I have yet to think like, wow, I got the worst patient assignment. They're usually fair about, you know, the numbers. And mm-hmm. I, I haven't had um I can't really say anything bad about it. That's awesome. Would you ever consider mm-hmm. being like, hey Henry, do you wanna move to Texas? Listen, I told Henry, quit your job. I've got us. <laughs> and he said, just come out here and travel with me. But of course, he won't do it. He's actually like working into like getting into PhD school for like psychology. So he's got his goals of his own. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I've, I've, I've mentioned it to him, but no, he he wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> But I do want to say, like, because a lot of people ask me, like, are you able, because they see on my Instagram that I'm so, like, away from home so long, and, like, I leave them back home and stuff, and they mention, like, one of their concerns is, like, can I bring my family? And then your typical travel assignment, you absolutely can, and you can bring Mm -hmm. your pets, too, if you find, like, a house where, like, you know, they're pet-friendly. But with the crisis assignments, so they tell you that you're not allowed to bring people into your room because they want to, you know, decrease the exposure because I'm working with COVID patients directly. Right. But they do say that if I bring someone, they should be in a different room, maybe a different hotel. So, you know, it's it's possible. It's just not like the most ideal situation. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. This is so wild and so fun. I took a travel assignment. I took one. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and it it wasn't great. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. But there is like other extenuating circumstances around that. Like there was, you know, things going on with my family and mm-hmm. that I was like, am I doing the right thing and like leaving right now? And everyone was like, yes, you need to go mm-hmm. like experience this. But also like the hospital and stuff that like, working it was, I mean, it it wasn't great. <laughs> yeah. But I took another... I was like, I'm going to give this one more shot. And I took another assignment out in, you know, California and they, they canceled me as soon as I got there. And my oh, the organization I was with didn't pay out my contract, even though they were supposed to. And there was just so much stuff. And I was like, this is not for me. And I threw my hands up and I gave up. Oh, did you travel as a NICU nurse? Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. But, and like, I guess the second assignment, they canceled me and like like six other travelers just because they didn't hit like the numbers that they thought they were going to, mm-hmm. you know, need, you know, with like RSV and flu season and stuff like that. So it's like, I get it, yeah. but I just wasn't with the the it's right company, yeah. you know. Um, so I, I would just say like still continue to like research the companies that you're going to work with, like and ask your friends, yeah. like 
re- like check in with some of that stuff. For sure. But um, it's cool that you said you traveled as a NICU nurse because like a lot of people think like me, I thought it was more like ER and like med surge and ICU. So like oh, um, Sarah Gaines is actually an LND travel nurse. So that's cool to yeah. learn too. Yeah, there's there's different. You can you can be a travel like peds oncology nurse, you know, like there's there's positions and stuff open. Mm-hmm. It's like whatever field you're in, you can do that. There's I mean, there was like NICU positions in Alaska offering like seventy five dollars an hour. And I was like, that's too far. Wow. I can't. <laughs> but you can't tell me you've got to tell me you I, I listened to your previous uh, episode on the podcast. By the yeah. way, I love what you're doing with the podcast because it's oh, so like you. informative and so entertaining. Yeah, I appreciate that so much. I heard you mention that. What did you say that there's no failing like you try and you learn? Yes. So, like, yeah. You had to learn something from the not you probably learned that travel nurse is not for you, but I don't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I think I, I, I could still do it. Um, but no, you're right. You're right. And I'd really try and like maintain that. Like you just, you keep trying and learning and trying and learning. And, and I, you're right. I 100% learned a ton about myself. I've learned and reflected on like that situation. Um, I loved living in Texas. I mean, like that was so much fun. I made some like really great friends, really cool city. Um, it was just a, I think it was more, feeling like my family needed me and I couldn't be like fully invested in the mm-hmm. situation and, you know really trying to which give part it. of Texas were you in I was in Houston okay cool yeah hold up we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back all right and we're back so I'm curious about what made you want to be a nurse what what basically like inspired me to to do something in healthcare was like in high school, I did over, I think it was like over 600 hours of community service. And I loved it. Like we would just volunteer at nonprofits. And um, I wanted to, once I graduated, I was like, I want to keep like lending a helpful hand somehow for like my career. But I wasn't exactly sure. I didn't even know nursing existed. I applied to the University of South Florida to get into like their occupational therapy uh, program. And I got accepted. But my mom was like, you should really try nursing. <laughs> so I've got to thank her for this because like it's been the best, you know, career and my only career, but the best decision I've made. And I started, I went to like an LPN, like LPN private, like trade school kind of thing and mm-hmm. worked for five years. Then I became an RN. So I just knew I wanted to help, but I wasn't sure exactly how I was going to do it. So... Did the hospital you were working at or or I, I'm just assuming you worked as at a, a hospital. Um, but did they did they pay for you to go, you know, back to school for your nursing degree or or how did you manage that? I, I'm actually like with my associates. I think that's what you meant, right? So I yeah, 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 associates. Yeah. yeah. And currently I'm working on my BSN. So I'm currently enrolled in my last course, like the capstone, and I'll have my BSN after this. Yeah, so working oh my God, you're six shifts, going to school. <laughs> don't ask me how I'm doing it. Let me tell you, by the grace of God, I don't know. Crazy. But the good thing is that this semester is just one course. So, you know, I'm pushing okay. through. <laughs> you do sleep, right? Yeah, obviously, we have to this recording. <laughs> okay, good. 
So I got my LPN like at a private school. I had to take the loan out. So while I was in LPN school, I worked as a cashier at like a local Winn-Dixie. And then once I got my LPN, I started working as an LPN and paying my way to like RN school. So thankfully, I, I don't own anything for like my RN program. I went to like a state college. And at one point, I was getting like reimbursed with my hospital um, for like the BSN. But since I left it to travel, I'm paying out of pocket now. Mm-hmm. Which I you can probably do enough. with all that crisis pay. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I was also lucky enough to get into like this. I think it was called Workforce or Career Force. It's a program that helps like students financially pay for like semesters and books. So I applied for that and was able to get coverage for, I think it was like my last two semesters. So that was a really great um, help. That's amazing. You, mm-hmm. you're, you're phenomenal. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> oh my God. Um, it was, what units did you work in as an LPN? So my first job was as a dialysis, like outpatient dialysis nurse. And I was there for a couple of months. And then I went to a prison. And I worked at the prison for a year. I loved it. <laughs> really? My brother worked, Um, he was like a corrections officer. And it he, oh my God, my poor sweet yeah. brother. It was just like soul crushing for him. <laughs> He's like, I'm Aww. slowly getting angrier and madder and I hate everything. So to hear you say you loved it, what was that like? It was Were you scared? At yeah, at first I was. And it's crazy because I was getting like the tour of the prison and one of the inmates like he um made this really loud bang on something that obviously I wasn't expecting so when I heard the noise I I jumped <laughs> because I was yeah scared. you know I was coming in like like with my guard up and everything and the inmates were laughing and they were like oh she's already scared and then he was like one of them was like it's not that bad I promise but you know you get used to it <laughs> Oh my God. I will say that it was a job that paid really well, but it's something that I feel like I would retire doing because it was, I don't know, for lack of a better term, it was kind of chill. I did work nights and there wasn't a lot of like nursing skill. Like I would never insert a Foley. I would never start an IV. Um, I would never like, I would do like an EKG here and there, but a lot of it was just sending them out to the hospital if we thought they needed the the help gotcha gotcha oh my god so it's nothing like you know being in <laughs> is it anything like on tv where they're like oh, i'm an idiot where they're like getting shanked and stuff and sent to the hospital ward and <laughs> i don't i don't know. so i do have crazy like stories and i like i didn't want to go on a tangent or go all over the place but there are some crazy stories and I will say there was like a lot of fighting. A lot of the inmates are like rude and disrespectful, but for mm-hmm. the most part, it it wasn't too bad. I don't want to get too much into detail. Maybe we can leave it for like <laughs> another. Yeah, episode, we can do an but... entire prison episode if you want. <laughs> um, but yeah, I have so many stories that I love to share because it's just like I don't know. To me, it's cool, exciting stuff that you don't really get to see on like a daily basis, kind of thing. Yeah. Oh my God, you, there's just like, there's so many little universes inside of you that I'm just, (laughs) this is such a great, this is so much fun. (laughs) 
I'm all, I'm a mess. As you can tell, I'm all over the place. Like get it together, pick one specialty and just think it through. I hear nurses who have been working at certain floors for like, I don't know, 15 years. I'm like, how? That's not that that wasn't me. That wasn't like something I could do. You know, I mean, like I I worked in the NICU for years. Like I love that specialty, but I would always, no matter where I was, I I would look at like the lifers, you know, that had been there for like 30, 40 years. And I'm like, I love you and value and respect you, but I don't want to be you. (laughs) Like, I don't want I don't want to be like that old and weathered. And that sounds so terrible because they're so, they're so amazing. They were some of my most favorite Mm -hmm. nurses because they were so smart and they knew everything. And they were so like, you know, if they they just knew everything and they didn't take any lip. They were so respected. And I was like, Mm -hmm. but again, like I love and respect you, but that I, I'm not a lifer. I'm always like, what are you doing? Like, there's so many more options out there. I mean, if you love it, like, pass off to you. But <laughs> just know there's options out there. <laughs> yeah. Like, you don't have to box yourself in. And, like, I feel like that's something I, I come back to a lot is that, you know, nurses do not have to be placed in one box. There are so many mm-hmm. options. And if you, if you, like you said, if you love a field, if that's where you feel comfortable, that's amazing. If that's what you want to do the rest of your life, that's amazing because you will be an invaluable resource to new nurses, to your patients, to new doctors, like to the healthcare team. You are an invaluable resource. And that is just me, like my own personal thing. Like I couldn't be a lifer. That wasn't, that wasn't on my like track record. I always felt like I was, you know, I left Wisconsin, you know, because I felt like I was there's something bigger that I had to do. Like that's, that's just me, you know, but Mm -hmm. see, now I'm on a tangent. (laughs) Let's bring this back around. (laughs) Um, I wanted to add to that, that they could literally run a whole unit themselves. Like it's amazing the experience that they've gained being there so long. Yes. Yes. That is so true. And like, those are the type of nurses too, that like you almost need, in like more leadership positions too. But I will say, I feel like, and I hope I don't like offend anybody who's like a lifer or like wants to be a lifer, loves to be a lifer. There's a certain level of openness to change because hospital and medicine is changing so quickly at such a rapid rate, especially Mm -hmm. during this pandemic, how you're a nurse, that like things have to change. So. Mm -hmm. I love that you mentioned that. Malleable. You know, like if you're going to be in that situation or or be in like a a staff leader position, a a managerial position, like you have to be malleable to change. Mm -hmm. And it comes with like the smallest of things. I mean, for example, going from, let's say, uh, paper charting to like electronic, like EMR and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And changing how we, you know, treat new residents, interns, new nurses. You know, there's that mm-hmm. whole, we're totally getting on a tangent, but I'm, we're going to go there. There's the whole thought process and 
that like, you know, nurses eat their young. And well, I feel like it's that same way in like with doctors and stuff too. Like I've, I have a lot of friends in the medical Mm -hmm. industry and it's really hard being the new person trying to learn. And yes, there's different thoughts of like how you learn, like you got to cut your teeth here, you know, and, but just think of the environment you could grow. Like think of all of the future nurses and doctors that we could help to grow if we taught with empathy. Absolutely. Yeah. How long have you been away from the bedside? Uh, I left March 2019 and I went into the aesthetic world January 2020. <laughs> I took a couple months <laughs> off. So that's where I'm at right now. I did end up taking like a just like a part-time gig because I at a um, plastic surgeon's office because they needed help in the OR. And I was really, I was like, mm-hmm. I miss that like hands-on physical, like nurse injectors are nurses. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's a whole other thing of like anatomy and stuff you have to look in with that. Mm-hmm. But it's just so different than, you know, hands-on vitals, IVs, making <laughs> a patient feel comfortable, you know, all the documenting and charting like I discharge teaching like I love doing that so this has been a great balance like I'm really happy I was able to like pick up that so I can kind of you know balance like my needs and wants so but uh, so do you think I'm like asking you questions I know no you're interviewing me this is totally (laughs) fine do you think you ever go back to like NICU or you know honestly I've been putting in a lot of thought about, you know, where I would like to be full-time, what I would like mm-hmm. to do that's fulfilling. And honestly, after, I mean, I don't know if you listened to the first episode of this new season, but, you know, after talking to Claire, who is, you know, 10 months in after getting an ostomy, I love hands-on patient care so much. There's literally nothing more satisfying than, you know, getting that, at least in the NICU, because those ostomies are small and tricky and the mucus fistulas mm-hmm. are like either way spaced apart or like the incisions like de-hit, like it's a, they're tricky. They're really tricky, but there's, it's so satisfying to like get a seal on, you know, and then you go back for the next feed like three hours later and you're like, heck yeah, the bag's still on. <laughs> then you're like the next three hours and you're like, Hell yeah, no leaks, bag still on. And it's, it's, uh, yeah, I'm so weird, but like, I've always loved the wound care aspect. I've loved, mm-hmm. you know, ostomies. And I just think it would be so cool to be back in like a pediatric hospital setting, but like going around and, you know, sitting with like a new a teenager that you know just got their ostomy and like teaching them how to take care of it and like being there with them for that or you know helping like healing like these different wounds and stuff and and I got so burnt out in NICU but I feel like I'm I don't know like I'm really missing that so you know yeah, you may be ready to head back right yeah, like, yeah yeah so I don't know I don't know what the future holds aesthetics is super cool um, but like I do really miss like that healing calling part of me. So 
I'm totally with you because like a lot of people always ask like, hey, are you going to go get your MP? Do you want to become a CRNA? And like right now I love, this is so weird. I love the bedside, but it's yeah. like a hate love relationship. Like I can't see myself being away from the bedside. Like I'll take, I don't know, a week off or two weeks off and I'm like, okay, I'm ready to go back to work. And <laughs> I can't yeah. really see myself doing anything as of right now. And that's totally okay. You know, and that's, there's that thought process of what's next, what's next. And like, I'm one of those what's next people, but what's next can be, how do I like further my career? Or it can be, how can I be the best nurse in my career? Yeah. Okay. So I want to talk about, I mean, your, your following is huge. You have like over 50,000 followers. How did that kind of come about? Did you set about to, you know, be an influencer or were you like, I'm just going to start sharing this and people were like, oh my God, you're so relatable and awesome that I want to keep following you. Pretty much. (laughs) Um, Don't be modest. It's fine. (laughs) So it actually started, like the idea started uh, my last semester in art school. And again, I contemplated this because, of course, fear gets the best of us. And Mm -hmm. there was some time where I was like, I don't know what, something said in my heart, just share nursing content. Like, just share nursing stuff. Like, it, it just... I had it in my, in my, I, I like as an idea for so long. And I thought, mm-hmm. I don't know, I had like 600 followers that were like my family and friends. And I was like, these people are going to be like, what are you talking about? What are you doing? I'm going to unfollow you. And that's kind of what kept me from doing it. Cause I did turn like my personal account to like my nursing account now. And I was like, you know what? Like to heck with it. I'm going to do it. Whoever like can relate, that's fine. Which I knew most people wouldn't be able to because they were all family and friends. And slowly, like, I started to realize this is so crazy that there's a huge medical healthcare community on Instagram. Just like yes. mind blowing. I was like, what is this? And where have I been? <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. And it's just like, I continued to document, and my, my classmates would make fun of me. And they're like, what are you doing on Instagram? That's not what it's for. And I was like, whatever, you know, I'm going to keep going. I'm, I enjoy doing this. And that that's just like, it kept going. <laughs> no, but that's amazing. And I love that you pushed past that. And and for someone to say that's not what Instagram's for, it's like mm-hmm. Instagram was so unknown, you know, like, like, what is this exactly for, you know, a couple of years ago or however long mm-hmm. it's been around, like what, like, oh God, it's probably been around like eight years now. That's so wild. Yeah. But it's again that goes with being like malleable, you know, and being open to change mm-hmm. and seeing an avenue for something that, you know, people everyone loves nurses. People are so curious about the nursing profession. People are so curious about like what we do and like what we see and mm-hmm. and it's also Instagram's become such a learning tool. Right. I mean, obviously there's people out there sharing, you know, I hate to say like false information, but there's like a lot of, you know, false information Mm -hmm. out there too. But, but -hmm. if you're sharing your personal journey and like resources for nurses, you know, it's so helpful. And I wish, uh, I wish a community like that had been available, you know, when I was in nursing school or I was a new nurse and, you know, just knowing that you're not alone in 
sitting in your car and be like, oh my God, oh my God, I have to go into work. Oh my God, I hope I don't kill anybody. Oh my God, they're going to find out I'm stupid. You know, <laughs> like everyone has those fears in the beginning and you're so not alone mm-hmm. in that. And I, I love what you've done. I've loved what you created. Um, and I think it's really important and valuable. Yeah, I would actually um, had the same thought that you just mentioned. I was like, I would like, where was this when I was in nurse school? Because I like to tell like my followers that like, you guys get to learn from my mistakes because I'm still making them. You get to see like, you know, just kind of like insight um, about life as a nurse. But I wish I had me when I was in nursing school. Yeah. <laughs> just putting it all out there. Yeah. Be what the younger you needed. I love that. <laughs> So where can people find you on Instagram if they want, like, what can people expect, you know, resources, links, like stuff like that that you provide? So my Instagram account is called at Chronicles of Nursing. And really, they can just expect, like I mentioned, insight into what life as a nurse is. I like to do like little question of the days for like nursing students and pretty much educate and encourage them to, you know, push through and continue to um, strive to meet their goals that's amazing you have you have so many resources on there I saw your your um, milkshake link and stuff and Mm -hmm. just for like reporting sheets and stuff god those things are so helpful (laughs) you know and everyone has their own that like you know works best for them but it's such a valuable resource so I, I love when people make their own like reporting sheets so They all work differently for everyone, but it's good to see everyone's like sheets, you know? Mm -hmm. Because then you think, oh, wait, I love how that's organized there. Like maybe I like this style and you can tweak your own. You know, it's nursing is such a cool community. This is how we're going to end. What's your biggest piece of advice to any nurse thinking about taking a crisis assignment right now? If you can't stop thinking about doing it and you really, really like your heart desires to do it, just go for it. Um, the worst case would be what that you got canceled and maybe you didn't like it. But the beauty of nursing is that there's so many possibilities and opportunities out here that you're not going to be stuck there if it is like a, a bad experience. So I don't like to live like the with the what ifs, like just, you know, do it. That way you don't live wondering like what would have happened if, I took that leap of faith. You're amazing. <laughs> Beatrice, thank you so much. Um, thank you. Now, please go get some sleep. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for having me. A huge WOMED fam. Thank you to Beatrice for making time to speak with me during her crazy crisis week shifts. Beatrice, I hope you slept like the dead and woke up like people pretend to and wish they woke up like. (laughs) Make sure to follow along with Beatrice on Instagram at Chronicles of Nursing. She is a phenomenal resource for nurses. As always, make sure to like, rate, and review the WOMED on whatever platforms you stream the WOMED. It honestly helps the podcast reach more people, and that's my ultimate goal. Keep growing this community of uber intelligent, super brain babes. I love you all. Till next week, WOMED out. <laughs>